pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to The Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with the usual suspect. It's Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. How's it going over there, buddy? Man, it's going fine. Uh, ready to dive into this slate. Still sweating the late slate a little bit, so uh, we'll see where we end up, hopefully in the cash. Yep, I'm doing the same. We're sweating out the slate. Uh, this is round two of it. We had a little error before, but we're going to dive right back in. <laughs> so hopefully no technical difficulties this time, but uh, we're going to dive into the games for you guys and start talking about it because we have a big slate. Just going to kind of summarize it for you real quick. Uh, DraftKings, they have a slate starting at 2 o'clock tomorrow. It's an 11-game slate. FanDuel, they cut out the 2 o'clock games. That's starting at 4 o'clock. After we break down all those 4 o'clock games, then we're going to talk about the main slate all by itself, which is at 7 o'clock. So uh, I kind of consider the 4 o'clock more of the main slate and uh, the juicy slate, obviously, because there's a lot a lot of good stuff going on, Will. Uh, tons of good pitchers to play in that one, right? Absolutely. So many good pitchers. And so uh, I think I think the bulk of our pitching is going to come from this 4 o'clock. These 4 o'clock games, just so many aces, you know, too many to count. By far the best pitching slate we've probably had all year yeah it's one of the better pitching slates especially for like you know a day slate or early slate whatever you want to call it uh one of the better ones so it should be a fun time let's dive right in first game on the slate and again this is for DraftKings specifically because it's on uh you know the two o'clock slate uh we have baltimore orioles minnesota twins eight and a half total and this is kevin gaussman against kyle gibson and uh yeah we kind of talked about it a little bit before well i think this is a fine game but i just don't have a lot of interest in it sure it's an eight and a half total but um mainly just taking like a machado as a one-off or a rosario just not going too crazy with the bats here i kind of respect these pitchers a little bit and uh i think they're fine sb2s but i'm kind of confused with how i really want to approach this game because i just think there's some better ones to look at but what about you yeah same thing here this is just going to be a spot where i'm really not going to look to take any bats and look i love manny machado he's a great player but i just think there are so many other spots uh, to choose from today. And so this is going to be a stay away from me for offenses. But, you know, Kevin Galsman and Kyle Gibson, I think these guys are both fine uh, SP2 options for tomorrow's slate. Oh, yeah, I, I get it completely. Uh, if you want to play him as an SP2, it makes sense for like a little salary saver. I'm probably going to do my best to see if I can spend up on some guys instead. And there's some other guys we'll talk about too, but they're certainly fine plays. Anything else you really like in this game that you want to talk about or you want to just move on to the next one? No, we can move on to the next one. All right, this is a good one to talk about. Well, we got the Cincinnati Reds, the Chicago Cubs. We don't have a total yet because we don't know what the Wrigley wind is doing. Vegas doesn't know either, so we're kind of still waiting on that. And we got one of your buddies, Matt Harvey, who you love stacking against, against another guy, Tyler Chatwood, who really has no control at times, it seems like. So what are you doing with this game? Feels like all the bats for me. What about you? Yeah, most certainly. I mean, look, Tyler Chatwood's 54, uh, 5.4K, 5,400 on DraftKings. I mean, if you're really – really risk tolerant uh maybe you plug him in but with his control issues in this environment especially if the wind's blowing out and it's been a lot warmer across the country uh, every day uh, i just think this is another spot where we just you know take both of these pitchers and throw them in the trash and uh you know load up the offenses lefties on both sides 
Yeah, uh, let's talk about some of those lefties. So I really look at, you know, Votto's one guy uh, we talked about before. I mean, just the walks. Uh, I think you said it before. It was like uh, he's just going to get that home run walk, right? Just uh, get walked a ton all game long, Will. <laughs> he's a guy to look at. Obviously, a guy like a Scott Schabler. I think all those lefties and the Reds are really interesting stack options. And guys that mix in your cash games. And on the Cubs side of the ball, I mean, dude, Jason Hayward, he's not a guy to normally like, but he's been hitting the ball a lot better in that two-hole. Love Anthony Rizzo tomorrow. He feels like a phenomenal home run candidate. Uh, ben Zobris, Kyle Schwarber, those lefties are really what I'm looking at target because you look at Matt Harvey, he's been a little better this year. I'm not saying he's been great, but 4.62 XFIP, but really the struggle has been, uh, you know, against the lefties, right? The Woba at 359 compared to Woba against righties at, you know, 293. The ISO is at 147 against righties. The ISO against lefties is 225. It seems like it's best to really target Harvey right now with the lefties and kind of take advantage of that. So that's really where I'm looking on the Cubs right now. Yeah. Same thing for me. I mean, the, the only thing with these Cubs though, is I'm looking at these prices, and Jason Hayward's 42, uh, Zobers is 42, Schwarber's 43, Rizzo's 47. Um, and I'm not saying these are these are bad prices, but, you know, as they've started piling on the runs, they've lost their value. And so, you know, if you're telling me the Cubs are going to be that expensive, and, and I'm not saying they're extremely expensive, but at those prices, you know, we're used to getting Hayward under 4K, Zobrist under 4K. You know, Schwarber's been around that range of Rizzo. Uh, they've still got out more at the top. But, you know, I just I think if the wind's blowing out, it's going to be worth it. If it's not blowing out, I don't think the Cubs are going to provide me with the value that I'm looking for. I think there'll be some other teams that I can possibly ride to the, to the cash. Oh yeah, a hundred percent agree with you on that. Uh, sure, the, the prices there. I was looking more at Fanduel, and that's why I kind of messed up with that. Uh, looking at the prices, uh, my my sheet was wrong. But uh, there is the value isn't as there much on a Hayward. Like four point two K is rough, but man, Rizzo at four point seven, I, that is such a juicy price. He seems like a great guy. That I'm definitely yeah. going to want to be all over tomorrow. Uh, anything else in this game you want to kind of get over to the main slate and start talking about the four o'clock games? Oh man, let's hit this main slate. All right, so here we go. Four o'clock games here. We got first game, St. Louis Cardinals, San Francisco Giants. This is an eight total, and this is a battle of, I guess you could say, like fake aces or former aces in Carlos Martinez and Jeff Samarja. So this seems like a spot with both these guys struggling. It might be a spot that we want to target them, but the problem is is I kind of, not that I have this rule, but I don't love playing guys in this stadium, right? I'm never racing to play guys in uh, you know San Francisco Stadium because it's one of the worst parks for hitters. So, uh, Will, take the floor here. What do I do? Uh, should I play the hitters here against these hard, terrible pitchers in this, uh, you know, good pitchers park? Yeah, I'm not going to be as interested in in loading up against Carlos Martinez unless they're going to be rolling out a, a slew of lefties. And I know they're going to have some. Uh, it's just, are they going to play Hanson? I'm sure they'll play Belton Crawford. Uh, I'll just have to see because Carlos Martinez, he, he has seemingly turned a corner. His past two starts have been pretty good. But uh, th- this Cardinals offense, uh, as far as opportunity, the opportunity they have tomorrow, I-, I think this is one of the most advantageous spots that we can leverage on the slate for tournaments. Jeff Samarja was bad before he went on the DL. I mean, these numbers that you're looking at right now, you know, I think his XFIP was over six, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, these are all numbers prior to the injury. And, you know, he went down, and, of course, he had to have his rehab start. His XFIP is at 6.24, K rate 15.7. I I think this is a phenomenal spot for the St. Louis Cardinals, even in this ballpark. Jeff Samarja's been bad. Uh, You know, maybe call it recency bias for me with my blue notebook. I missed an opportunity the other night to seize that against Johnny Cueto, and it came back to bite me. 
And so, you know, I just think on tomorrow's slate, these Cardinals, you got to have them in tournament consideration. They could win your tournament. I think Jeff Samard is going to get lit up. You know, here's one thing I want to know. And, again, the sample's still small if you're using just the 2018 sample. And I, it's hard with Samarja because he's just been so up and down each season. He's a different kind of guy. So, uh, against, you know, against, they're against a righty-heavy lineup in the Cardinals, right? And, you know, the righties, I mean, Samarja, sure, the 302 was low, but the ISO at 114 and in that kind of park, do you worry about some of the power with some of these Cardinals? I think Matt Carmer obviously, is a, is a phenomenal candidate to hit one out in that tough stadium. But do you worry about some of those righties here with some of those numbers uh, that um, Samarja has with the ISO? I'm not, and, and the only reason I'm not worried is because he's he's coming fresh off the deal. I mean, fresh, and with the way he was pitching earlier and just getting it handed to him, you know, I'm looking at a guy like you said, like Carpenter with the 252 ISO, uh, Jose Martinez 211 ISO, Yadi Yadier Molina 232 ISO, and maybe we get Mr. Paul DeYoung back tomorrow at, with the 200 ISO. I just I just think that this is a a very advantageous spot with guys that aren't overpriced against a pitcher that hasn't been pitching well already. And that's really what I'm looking for here. I'm looking for the opportunity to leverage some ownership in tournaments uh, and, and hope that the Cardinals can just really pound him early. Perfectly fair. I think it would definitely get them in a row. No one really plays guys in that giant stadium. Uh, any Giants bats you want to talk about here against Martinez? Well, I mean, if, if there's going to be any bats we're going to talk about, I mean, I think you got to look at Brandon Bell. Martinez struggles with lefties no matter how well he's pitching. And listen, Brandon Bell has a 268 ISO, 48 Woba, 534 CX Woba. Man, everything looks good. Everything looks like how I want it, only striking out about 20% of the time. Uh, so, you know, if, if I was going to stack the Cardinals, I think I'd run Belt back as a, as a one-off from the other side. Uh, this, this could be a really good day for him. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Like when I think of guys that can just give Carlos Martinez a headache, and if you've seen that guy get a headache, he absolutely implodes and just gets aggravated. It's Brandon Belt. That guy's a pest at the plate. So uh, good call there. Anything else you want to talk about in this game or you want to go on to the next one? No, I think we can move on. All right, Philadelphia Phillies, Pittsburgh Pirates. We had an eight total here, and it's Jake Arrieta and Jamison Tyon. And uh, this is a guy I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, Tyon, we can get him for a cheap price over on DraftKings at 6.6K, 7.6K on FanDuel. And, uh, you know, we get this Phillies team, sure, they hit a ton of runs today, right? You know, what they get 17 runs, but the Nationals got 17 runs. And then what they do the next day, Dan Shrilly, you know, pitched a really great game, surprisingly. <laughs> so uh, it can happen. This is baseball, and this is a strikeout heavy team in the Phillies with a ballpark downgrade. I'm really interested in Tyon. Vegas is interested in him with the 3.86 total. They're telling me, hey, Tyon's interesting here. What am I? Am I crazy, Will? Uh, is this a good spot for Tyon? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're crazy. I mean, look, I. Look, guys, I just have certain rules that I like to follow for myself, and I always like to share those rules with you guys just so you can kind of get an idea of my perspective and my approach. But when a team goes off for 15, 20 runs and they're not at Coors Field, I just automatically scratch them off the next day. I will have zero Phillies. Uh, Today was their day, and, you know, this this later, I'm just – I'm not looking for them to to hang a number on Tyon here, so I'm definitely going to be interested in in rolling Tyon out. Um, and I'm going to be equally interested in some of these Pirates lefties. This is a team that's too cheap right now, and so I just think all of these lefties against Arietta, who's been struggling this year, uh, I just think the Pirates can have a really good day in a day game. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, uh, so talk about some of these Pirates lefties, Will. Which one are you really kind of uh, you know looking I mean, at roster and getting excited about? I mean, I think it's got to start with Austin Meadows. He's just been really good for this team this year. I was so disappointed – 
uh, that he didn't start, you know, on, on yesterday's slate. They, they ran out uh, Marte and Polanco. Uh, but, but Meadows has just been really good. He doesn't have the ISO numbers like you would think, but his CX Robo is at a 411, only striking out about 19% of the time. Uh, same thing for Josh Bell. You know, you're looking up and down this lineup. These guys just aren't striking out a ton. Uh, Polanco's got the highest ISO on the team, and so I just suspect they're really going to throw out a lefty-heavy lineup tomorrow. Uh, and I, I think you can just ha- have a pick of the litter with all these guys, Meadows, Bell, Moran, Dickerson, uh, Polanco. I, I think any of these guys are, are going to provide you uh, what you need to get the job done. And, and the main reason why I'm really harping on this Pittsburgh offense is we're going to get across some pitchers that – Maybe we want to pay up for two expensive pitches, and I think this is an offense that you can stack and get the job done. Yeah, well, what's something I always talk about? I always like to talk about where's the cheap offense that I can, you know, mash in with like the big pitcher. Like I always try to find that cheap offense, and this is one of them. I think you, you know, bring up good points. Great cash game values too. Austin Meadows, Vandal, two point four k. Josh Bell, two point five k. Harrison, two point eight. Moran, two point three. Dickerson, two point five. Diaz, two point seven. Uh, you catching a trend here on Vandal? They're really cheap. Two point seven. Mercer, two point two. I mean, the most expensive guys, two point eight. Uh, yeah, it's a great stack here. I think this is a good spot. Philly's so bullpen too isn't the greatest bullpen. Pen, right uh, it's definitely one that we can look to uh you know target as well so uh i'm excited here about these pirates bats i think that they're gonna be a really good play so some DraftKings prices too again meadows 3.7 bell 3.5 harrison 3.7 moran 3.2 you get the picture dickerson 3.7 and they're all just cheap uh, so yeah i have to like these pirates bats i think you bring up really good points with them um any i guess you said you're crossing off the philly side and you're crossing off area so it's all pirates and pitchers and batters for you just like it is for me yeah, same thing. And, man, listen, I just want to piggyback. I really want to share this with the viewers. Guys, take this advice uh, uh, from our boy man going here. This Phillies bullpen is awful. I mean, they're just god-awful. The Pirates may not score any runs the first five or six innings, and then they could score seven or eight the last three. I'm telling you, they even did it tonight. You know, when I checked in, I think the Pirates were down nine to one or something. By the end of the game, it was nine to five. That's, I mean, or 14 to 5. Philly hung a number on But my point is this the Phillies bullpen is bad right now, and you've got to take every opportunity you can. And when you get offense this cheap, uh, combined with, with just explosive pitching to, today, uh, just take the money and run. I, and I just want to kind of piggyback off of that. Yeah, love that. Any chance I get to see Adam? When I see Adam Morgan coming in for relief, I get excited. I don't know if you remember Adam Morgan. But he oh, was, I absolutely do. Oh, yeah. He was like one of the, you know, and if you ever used to watch the uh, Pepsi's uh, on the bump segment, so he used to be like a gas can of the night at times. He was, <laughs> man, he was, he's bad. So uh, definitely like that'd be great for the righties too as well. But love the Pirates. It seems like you and I are both on the same page. So excited about that for tomorrow. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, let's talk about this one because again, we got one of those aces that we want to talk about. It's Luis Severino against the, against uh, Jay Happ. We got the Yankees and the Blue Jays. This is an eight total. And actually looking at this game from like a first look, I kind of was surprised to see the Blue Jays at only a 3.34 run total. I thought it'd be kind of even lower. I was kind of surprised. I thought it'd be at like three flat. So uh, what's your take on Severino? I think it's a phenomenal spot for him but how do you compare him with all the other races yeah i mean severino is going to be a, going to be a great option uh you know if you're looking at, at DraftKings pricing of course he is the number one pitcher on that team number one and then you go uh you look at FanDuel; he's the highest priced pitcher there so i guess what you've got to decide tomorrow is do you think he's worth the big spin and when you're looking at a team like the Pirates, you're looking at a team like St. Louis possibly and some other offenses we're going to get to, you know, if, if you're asking me, is he worth it? 
I, I've got to say the answer is yes. I mean, he's just been phenomenal this year. Uh, and I do think he has some upside against uh, this, this Toronto offense. I mean, with, with the way he's been pitching at times, he's been uh, unhittable. And so I, I just think, you know, for Severino, you're looking at the numbers, the XFIP at 3.07, the K rate at 30.1%. Uh, and then you look at the, look at all the other peripherals. He's not walking guys a lot. He's only walking righties at, you know, 4.8%. I just think this is just a, a great spot for him. Uh, you know, his fastball, I mean, man, his velocity is up in the upper 90s. 97.71 is his uh, average velocity on his fastball. I just think this is a great spot uh, for Luis Severino. And then, you know, if we want to pull out our slider metrics here, uh, he's throwing the slider 36% of the time. That can't be good for this Blue Jays offense. So uh, I just think this is a, sp- a phenomenal spot for Severino. If you can afford him, uh, I think he's just a phenomenal play. Oh, yeah, it's never good for the Blue Jays with that. And if you just, like, kind of look at the plate IQ, we got the whiff rates on guys against the slider here. I just pulled it up here really quick. Uh, you know, Granderson's above 40%. Hernandez above 40%, you know, Martin above 40%, Gurriel above 40%, and you got Smoke and Pilar above 30 I mean, you guys got guys that are whiffing a ton against the slider. So, um, you know, I just think that this is a spot where Severino is an absolute stud. If you can pay for him, pay for him. But, again, obviously getting some extra bats could obviously uh, help you out a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the upside against J.A. Happen. Jay Hap's a guy who's like a pretty good pitcher, right? He's someone that I don't really love to target against. And, you know, Vegas has given him some respect. He's got a 3.85 XFIP with a 26.3 K percentage, but he is going up against, uh, you know, a, a, um, a Yankees team that, you know, has really good right-handed bats that can absolutely crush the ball. So talk about Jay Hap a little bit. Are you playing Yankees bats? Are you playing him as like a tournament option against a strikeout heavy team at times? What are you kind of doing here? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to have any shares of the Yankees, uh, Jay Hat would be on my list if I really, really felt like I needed some salary relief. I mean, on FanDuel, he's 8,200. I don't think I'd play him over Tyon, so that's a no. Uh, and he's and Carlos Martinez is 200 more. I think I'd play Martinez over Hat tomorrow. Uh, so I, I just think Jay Hat, with, with his pricing for this slate, uh, I think I'd even take Steven Matz over Jay Hat tomorrow. And so that's what I'm saying. Just when I'm looking at the price of this slate, I just feel like he's kind of in no man's land. And against a potent offense like the Yankees, I just don't think it's necessary to play half. So he's just going to be a stay away. I like his talent level, but I just don't need him on this slate. Yeah, agree with you. I think maybe if I do like, you know, take like a two-man stack, I maybe go like a two-man stack like a Stanton and Aaron Hicks because, man, Aaron Hicks is ripping the cover off the ball. It's, he's one of those candidates like Bregman last week. If you've been playing Bregman all week long, I haven't been. Like, I missed out on the Bregman thing. I missed on the Hicks thing. Keep riding it now. Like, don't listen to me. Uh, just keep playing Hicks. I'm not going to play him tomorrow because I don't love the spot for him. But if he's been printing you money, keep printing the money with him, right? Keep riding the hot yeah. streak out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there are just certain guys like that. You know, when they get hot, they, they, they go in streaks. You know, Matt Olson is a guy that I'm thinking about. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion is a guy that I'm thinking about. Uh, just certain guys, once they get on a roll, even, uh, even on the same team there, uh, Moreland. Moreland is another guy. He gets hot and suddenly it's just everything just comes together for him. And they start seeing the ball a lot better to play. So, yeah, uh, you know, if you've been riding them, you just have to keep riding them. And whenever they burn, you just let them go. Yeah, for sure. Anything else you really want to talk about in this game? Not, not my favorite game for bats. Definitely think Severino is a top option. 
yeah, we can move on. I'm ready to roll. All right. This is again, man, this is a weird game here. Texas Rangers, Detroit Tigers is a nine total. And you'd think you'd want to have interest, right? Cole Hamels, Mike Fires, guys that obviously are home run prone, but also guys that uh, at times can get some strikeouts too. And uh, it's just two teams that are kind of ugly as well. It's like you, you want to target it, but you're like, man, it's the Tigers and Rangers. They can be absolutely disgusting at times. So well, what do you want to do with this game? Um, I actually went underweight on them today and was very happy about it. And I'm sort of feeling the same way about this one, uh, except more so on the Tiger side, just because I love targeting them, uh, you know, those right-handed bats against the left. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be another game where I just – I have a little bit too much respect for Cole Hamels and what he's done this season. I feel like he's – listen, he's not elite anymore, but I feel like he's figured out how to not get beat down. And so I don't really want to play too many guys from Detroit. I, I do think I could have some interest – in the Texas Rangers, I mean, I'm looking at guys like Beltre, Mazar, Odor, Jerks, and Profar. I, I just think I think some of these guys are a little bit too cheap on DraftKings, and, and I really think that this is a situation we can take advantage of that. We know Fires isn't going to be striking a lot of guys out. He's not going to get himself in trouble, but, but he's not going to going to strike any guys out either. I don't think. And Texas hasn't been as bad recently as as we've been accustomed to at the beginning of the year, they've been playing a lot better. And so I think I could have some interest, not, not, maybe not a full stack, but just a few pieces that are a little too cheap. Like I said, like Mazzara, like Beltre, uh, like Elvis Andrus, guys like that, that, you know, we can use to fill in the rest of our lineup. Yeah, it feels like a good home run hunting spot. I, I could see obviously doing that a little. You know, go with like an Odor uh, against the, you know, against them or Chew. There's just guys on the Texas side you can obviously go home run hunting with always. Joey Gallo, I wouldn't expect him to be in the lineup tomorrow because he ran, he, you know, he ran into someone and he had some blurred vision. So I'm expecting he won't be in the lineup. But I kind of want to talk about the tires a little bit because I like playing them when they're against a lefty. And especially against a lefty like Hamels who can give him a ton of hard contact. Again, Hamels, he's been that crafty veteran lefty that's been getting it done, right? Like, you know, finding a way to get it done every start. But I think he could run into some trouble here against a guy like Mikey Matuk. He took my money the other night, but hopefully he doesn't take it again tomorrow. I think he's a pretty decent option in the one holes of how you play. Uh, John Hicks, like he's a solid guy in there that I obviously look at as a Nick Blastolanos, as I like to call him, because he always crushes the ball. I think he's interesting. So I think I have a lot, more interest in the Tigers bat. It sounds like you're more interested in the Rangers and I'm more interested in the Tigers. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's funny how it works. But I think these are good guys that mix in your cash games too. Nine total, obviously Vegas like likes this game a little bit, but um yeah, it's weird. It just feels gross to be liking the Tigers and the Rangers. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, anything else you want to talk about in this game? I, like I said, I think there's some good guys here. We also have James McCann, lefty masher. Or, uh, you know, he's a guy. He had a home run today. Maybe ride that out. But th- there's a lot of different bats. I think you can mix and match throughout your lineups in this game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And remember, guys, you know, the, the weather can drive a lot of this too. You know, if we come back tomorrow and we see that in Detroit it's 90 degrees and the wind's blowing out, then that totally changes my – my approach to this game, you know, it'll reshape my thinking. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in weather. So just keep that in mind when we're doing the podcast. We don't have all the weather information, but as weather comes out, it, it definitely needs to influence your decision-making. Yeah, I'm a big weather guy too, so uh, that obviously uh, impacts me as well. But this is definitely a game to look at for sure. Get some bats. Uh, let's go on to the next one. This is not a game to really look at for bats, but really look at the pitching. I mean, we have James Paxton against Kyle Freelands, the Rockies, and the Mariners. we got a seven total, and, uh, you know, Vegas giving a lot of respect for both these pitchers. And, I mean, Paxton is an ace, right? He's one of those really great, uh, you know, guys to obviously look at. And uh, he's got a really nice price tag on FanDuel, specifically at 10-3, really cheap, 12-5, pretty solid price 
on uh, DraftKings, but what are you kind of doing with Paxton? Because I think he's a really interesting option on Vandal specifically if you want to step down from Severino to fit in some bats, and that's perfectly fine. But overall, like Paxton against this Rockies team should absolutely dominate, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just, do you do you want to pay for him tomorrow? Do you want to pay for Severino tomorrow? Do you want to pay for Morton? You know, all these guys, Kluber even, they're all grouped in, in, a, in a similar price range. Uh, well, well, Kluber's got about a, you know, uh, $1,200 discount off of Severino, but all the other guys are within an $800 range. And so you just got to decide, you know, which matchup do you think is the best? I think all these guys have equal opportunity and equal upside tomorrow because of these matchups. Uh, I guess if I had to not take one of these guys, I guess it would be Paxton, uh, you know, because you've got to fade someone. Um, and, and so I guess because of the matchup, because we've got Morton against the White Sox and uh, Snell against the Mets as a lefty, my goodness, and then we've got Severino against Toronto, uh, I, I think Paxton would, may end up being the guy that I would just completely fade out of this group. Uh, you know, look, if you want to play Paxton, I think it's great. I think he's a phenomenal pitcher. It's just we can't play all of them. There's so many options today, and I think Paxton would be the guy that I would – I would leave on the shelf compared to the matchups for these other guys. Yeah, it's worth noting. I have like like my FanDuel and my DraftKings Roto-Grinders lineups page up as I'm looking, and one of the Rockies total was three on one, and the other was two point eight seven. So it's been bet down since actually. Yeah. I actually refreshed both, which is funny. It's starting to go down already <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons. Right, Pax is really good. Uh, definitely got to look at. If you're worried about the injury, that was one thing that um, I heard mentioned on the premium podcast a lot, and uh, you know, talk about some forearm issues. But man, he's been crushing lately. I mean, eleven strikeouts against Kansas City, ten against Baltimore, even against the Yankees, had nine, and you know, Tampa Bay, ten. I mean, he's had nine or more strikeouts in four of his last starts so the only struggle was that boston start hey it's the boston red sox they're pretty good hitters so uh overall I do think paxton's a phenomenal guy can you go kyle freeland as an sp2 uh i'm not really in the business of targeting the seattle mariners so i don't think there's a ton of k upside there but i know freeland's been pretty solid this season and you get him out of course field do you think he could be interesting as an sp2 yeah for sure i think i'd have a lot more interest in him uh if he was a lot cheaper but at 9200 i don't want to pay that for him uh you know, if, if I'm going to pay 9200 for Kyle Freeland, then uh, I might as well spin up and pay 9400 for half or spin down at 8100 for Martinez and possibly just, you know, play two guys in the mid-range. Look, I like Kyle Freeland. I've got a lot of respect for him. But 9200 on this slate, I think it's too much for uh, what we have going on here. I think, you know, I don't think he's going to give us enough. Um, I do like him, but I, I, I can't pay 9200 for him on this slate. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's perfectly fair. Just the wrong price, just wrong matchup, wrong slate overall for me with Freeland. Um, no more bats to talk about in this game. I don't think any of these bats are interesting. You think of the same thing here? Yeah, same thing. None of the bats, both both sides for the pitching. Yeah, I mean, maybe Nelson Cruz because he's against the lefty and Mitch Haniger, but eh, I, there's better spots to go in my opinion. So let's go to the next one. Let's talk about another pitcher's paradise we have here. We got the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Mets, and we got Blake Snell and Steven Matson. I think Steven Matz is a phenomenal SB2 option here against the Rays tomorrow. Vegas agrees having them only a 3.66 run total. Sure, he's not the favorite, but that's because Blake Snell's on the opposite side. And, uh, you know, he's obviously has a pretty good price tag here. Uh, you know, 12.7 K is expensive for him. And I'm oh, sorry, Matt's price is 6.1 on DraftKings, which firmly makes him a really interesting SB2. I think Snell at 12.7, you talked about it before, uh, against the Mets is a phenomenal play too. Uh, so the floor is yours, Will. It sounds like you want to talk about Snell and Matt's a lot. So uh, give me give me the good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I haven't been on the Matt's train 
and hopefully it doesn't burn me tomorrow. But if I was playing on DraftKings, I just think Steven Mass would be a lock for me in all formats. At 6,100, this is, in my opinion, the best pitcher value that you're going to get on this slate. Um, I, I just think Mass is a phenomenal play tomorrow. And I, don't, I don't even like him as a pitcher right now. Uh, but he's growing on me, and, and this is the spot to do it. If I was going to pull the trigger, uh, it would be on this day uh, against this offense. I did want to bring up, you know, about Blake Snell. There is such a huge pricing discrepancy between Snell on DraftKings and Snell on FanDuel. You know, on DraftKings, Snell is the second highest priced pitcher. On FanDuel, he's one, two, three, four. He's the fifth highest price at 9900 I think if I want my exposure to Snell, I think I get him on on FanDuel at ninety nine hundred. He's the cheapest out of this group, and I think he's got the same equal upside as as any of these guys. If you look at his game log, past two games on FanDuel, he's been over fifty points, pretty much pushing sixty points. Sixty one in one game, fifty nine in the other. He's averaging sixty his last two games, and then on top of that, he gets a matchup with the New York Mets lefty-heavy team, he should be able to put up similar production tomorrow. And so I I really like Blake Snell in these matchups, especially on FanDuel. I think he's the perfect play there. Maybe not on DraftKings uh, because I think I'd maybe spin up and just play Severino. Uh, But but either way, I I think he's fine on both sides. But I think the value's on FanDuel. Yeah, I could kind of agree with you on that. And on DraftKings, I just think I'd rather some of these other options. Sure, I think Snell's a great tournament pivot, yada, 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 right? The things we always say, but I like the value more on FanDuel. Can kind of agree with you on that. And maybe it could help you put in two stacks that you really like and uh, make you feel more confident in your overall construction. And I agree with you on your Matt's take. It's like the SV2 that you really want to like say is like the best value play. Uh, he's a phenomenal uh, option tomorrow. Any interest in these bats here? Like, I mean, Wilson Ramos against the lefty is always interesting. So I wouldn't hate that on the race side. And then on the Mets, um, I mean, hey, another guy that's been like feel like he's printing money for you. If, if you've been bat flipping with Joey Batista, Jose Bats, uh, you know, keep riding it out. I haven't been, but uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like maybe some guys you could take here and there, but not my favorite spots for bats. Yeah, 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 definitely not. Um, I, I don't want any offense from either side of this game, uh, but I, I love the pitching on both sides. All right, let's move on to the next one. Let's talk about your Atlanta Braves first, the Milwaukee Brewers, and this is Animal Sanchez against Aaron Wilkerson. And, uh, you know, we have limited sample on Aaron Wilkerson for his uh, 2018 data here. Uh, let me pull it up again. I just had it up, and uh, yeah, he's got eight plate appearances against righties and then against lefties. Let's see if we have any 2017 data, too. Um yeah, not really a ton there, but either way, uh, I, I don't think this is a guy that uh, we really want to be playing too much of, even though he's really cheap at 5.5K. Not on the upside, Anibal Sanchez, he's been a lot better this year, but this Brewers offense can be streaky. So overall, what's your kind of take on this game? I don't think this is a spot for uh, the pitchers and more so a spot for the hitters. Yeah, I think I'm going to be in agreement with you here. Uh, this is definitely a spot for me that I, I would just completely scratch both of these pitchers. Uh I want to see what the weather's going to be like in Milwaukee tomorrow because if it's a lot warmer and the wind's blowing a little bit, then they're going to open the roof and the hidden environment just becomes even better. And so I just kind of want to see what's going on there. But, yeah, this is going to be um, a stay-away spot on both of the pitchers. Um, I'm not as interested in the offensive because I think there are just other spots that I'd much rather go. Uh, but just for the sake of talking about it, I mean, Ozzy Albies has been hot. Uh, Freddie Freeman has been been – not hitting as well, but I mean, listen, he's an elite hitter. Marquez Flowers, 
you guys know the drill. Fire up, fire up the Braves in, in good spots and look for a return. Um, but, but yeah, both offenses, I, I like them, but I'm not in love with them. And so, I, you know, I, I think when it boils down to it, I'm not sure if I have either side of this game, despite both of them being in good spots. Yeah, the other problem for me is, like, you know, if I'm paying up for pitching, these guys are going to be kind of pricey. So I think they're more of, like, a stack spot for me if I want to end up doing this. So uh, Braves obviously get a good ballpark boost, too, to that Milwaukee park, which is way better for lefties. So I uh, have to obviously note that. Uh, any, any much more you want to talk about in this game or you want to talk about another ace coming up here? No, man. Let's let's move on to the to the next ace. All right. And I, this is one I think you like from based on what you said before. Uh, we've got the Houston Astros and the Chicago White Sox is an eight total here. And we have uh, James Shields against Charlie Morton. So James Shields is the ace you're going to talk about, correct? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's not the guy, obviously. Um, I don't know if anyone's listening. If they turn it off right now and start playing James Shields, I hope you did not do that. Uh, I would I would pray that that's not the case. But uh, Charlie Morton, man, this is a phenomenal spot for me. It's the White Sox. We know how much they strike out. Um, assuming the ballpark will obviously have a closed roof. That's obviously better for the pitching environment. So talk about Charlie Morton a little bit here. What are you kind of doing with him? Is he one of your top guys? Yeah, I mean, God, what is this now? You know, pitcher number four or five? I mean, there's so many options. Uh, and Charlie Morton's got to be one of them. If you had to ask me right now, um, you know, who I felt like would probably be the low. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 